BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, besties. Welcome back to Try Not to Care. Or if you're new here, welcome to Try Not to Care. So you might know, you might not know that I was doing 75 hard. I completed it, but I did it from July to September. Basically, 75 hard is a 75 day challenge where every day for those 75 days, you drink a gallon of water, you read 10 pages of a self-improvement book, you choose a diet and you stick to it, two 45 minute workouts a day, no soda, no alcohol, So pretty intense. I modified mine because I knew that if I tried to stick to those rules, I was setting myself up for failure because there's no way in hell I'm going to do two 45-minute workouts every single day for 75 days. I understand that the point of the challenge is to push yourself and to challenge your determination, but not every day is a good day. Like some days you wake up and you feel like ass. Some days you wake up and you're sick. Some days you wake up, you have your period. Some days you wake up and you just have a lot of shit to do. I mean, most people work a nine to five. Some people have kids. Like people have shit to do and they can't just wake up and have this elaborate morning routine and do two workouts and eat super healthy and do this and do that. It's not realistic for them. So when I did 75 hard, I stuck to all the rules except when I did my two workouts a day, I didn't stick to a specific workout and I didn't make myself work out for 45 minutes. Most days I did go to the gym and lift weights and I did the whole thing, but on days where I had low energy or I was on a time crunch or I had my period or I was struggling with my mental health, I chose workouts that took maybe 10 minutes, only took minimal effort, like Pilates or yoga. That was what was doable for me. I vlogged a good amount of 75 hard on my TikTok if you want to binge watch those. But now that it's over, I'm going to be honest. I do miss having that routine and I do miss working towards something. I felt so incredibly good while doing the challenge that I decided I wanted to do another challenge, but I don't want to do 75 hard because it was a lot and I don't want to do 75 soft. I did see a challenge on TikTok called 75 hotter and it's by it's me Jade B. Some of you tagged me in her video asking me if I would do it and like vlog it 
but just being very transparent, I don't love it. First of all, 75 days is a lot. It's a long time. And when I started 75 hard, I don't think I realized how long 75 days is. Like it took the entire summer. I don't want to commit to something that long right after finishing 75 hard because it just seems like I'm setting myself up for failure. And then some of the things on 75 hotter don't align well with my lifestyle. For workouts, you're supposed to work out five times a week. And she says that a walk is not considered a workout, but you also have to take 10,000 steps each day. When I read that, I was like, okay, did she mean a thousand? Did she, did, what did, what? So you're working out five days a week while also walking like five miles a day. And again, I just don't want to do anything that I'm not super confident in doing because if I'm going to start a challenge, I want to be able to finish it. It just seems that challenges like 75 hard and 75 hotter, their aim is to look better, look hotter, to lose weight, which I get it. That's why a lot of people do the challenges. They want to look hot. But that isn't necessarily why I decided to do 75 hard. With that being said, I decided to make my own challenge. That's aim is to create habits and to feel good rather than look good. Like you're going to come out of this looking good, but you're going to come out of this feeling even better. I'm going to be starting this challenge literally the day I post this episode. So October 23rd. So if you like what you hear and you think that this is something you want to do, Join the journey with me. We can do it together. I'll be posting on TikTok about it. So if you want to follow along, I'll have the link in the show notes. I would also love to see videos of you doing it. So if you do, tag me. But let's get into what this challenge entails. Now a word from our sponsor, Green Chef. As a lot of you know, because I can't stop talking about it, I did 75 hard and for my diet, I decided that I was going to eat home-cooked meals Monday through Friday, which I enjoyed doing, but having to make a grocery list and go to the grocery store and then cook everything is a lot of work, which is why I love HelloFresh and Green Chef. I've talked about HelloFresh before, but Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh and now you and I can enjoy both with a discount. Green Chef is a food subscription delivery service with nutritionist approved recipes packed with clean ingredients that support your healthy lifestyle style and tastes great too. Eating healthy and eating at home doesn't have to be boring. With Green Chef, you can satisfy your cravings with adventurous eats made nutritious. Discover exciting new flavors with recipes that feature certified organic fruits and vegetables, sustainably sourced seafood, and unique farm fresh ingredients like tart cherries, treble zest, and rainbow carrots. Get dinner on the table during busy weeknights minus the fuss with their four-person kits from Green Market. They provide everything you need for dinner, organized in one convenient kit bag, which means less waste, easier cooking, and easier cleanup. Green Green Chef was a lifesaver during 75 Hard. It really did help me get through the challenge and made my life so much easier. If you're looking for an easy way to eat healthy at home, try out the number one meal kit for eating well. Go to greenchef.com slash 60TNTC and use code 60TNTC to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash 60TNTC and use code 60TNTC to get 60% off plus free shipping. Thank you Green Chef for sponsoring today's episode. So for this challenge, it's going to be 30 days instead of 75, basically like a month of this challenge. It technically takes 21 days to form a habit, but we're going to go over just a little bit to make sure the habits stick. One thing I really liked about 75 hard was drinking a gallon of water a day. 
That's one thing from the challenge that I really do think made an incredible impact on me. I felt less bloated throughout the day, less hungry, and my skin never looked better. My skin overall isn't that bad, but it is sensitive. I have one face wash and one moisturizer that I stick to because anytime I try anything new, my skin breaks out. With having sensitive skin and having bad reactions to most products, it becomes really frustrating trying to figure out what's going to heal your skin. But once I started actually drinking water and being consistent with it, my skin cleared up so much. I don't get bad acne, but I do get those hormonal pimples where they're really deep under the skin and you can't pop them. I especially get them on my chin. And you know how I know that water was a huge part of clearing up my skin? Once I completed 75 hard, I fell off a little bit with drinking water. And guess who broke out so freaking bad? Me. So... For the first rule of the 30-day glow-up challenge is drink a set amount of water and stick to it. A gallon of water is a lot to drink. So if you don't think that you can drink that amount of water every day, don't do it. Choose a set amount of water that you think is good for you and your weight and your height and everything and stick to that. I'm going to do a gallon just because I know that my body can handle it. I can drink it easily and I feel good doing that but you go based off of whatever feels right for you. Next, taking your supplements, vitamins, or medication that you're prescribed every single day. I go through these phases where I'm like, I'm gonna be super healthy, I'm gonna take my vitamins, I'm gonna take care of myself, and I do it for maybe a week, and then I stop. Especially if you're prescribed medication, most medication like antidepressants, for example, don't work by one-time use you need to continue to take them for them to actually do what they're meaning to do. So we're going to get into the habit of taking them so we can actually see positive results. I just picked up happy vitamins that are supposed to help with seasonal depression and I grabbed hair, skin, and nail vitamins. So those are the two that I'll be taking during this. I also wanna include some green powders that I have left over from Loom that I just haven't taken and they're in my cabinet. Number three, saying affirmations to yourself when you wake up and when you go to bed. Affirmations might seem silly to some people. I know for me, I was hesitant to do them because I'm someone who struggles really hard with my mental health. And I just thought if I'm depressed, there's no way saying these stupid little sayings to myself that I'm going to feel better, which is still valid. If you are struggling super hard with your mental health, you need to do more than just affirmations. But affirmations are an easy way to redirect your thinking. Some mornings I wake up and I feel fucking ugly. But the more I think about how ugly I feel, the more ugly I feel. Instead of thinking about how ugly I feel, going and looking in the mirror and saying, hey, look, bitch, I am hot. I'm just in my luteal phase right now. I am powerful. I am confident. I am smart. I am that bitch. It almost rewires my brain and redirects my thinking from thinking all these negative things about myself to more positive things. And I'm like, oh yeah, I am all those things. I'm just taking a little break from slaying and then I'm gonna go back to slaying soon. Affirmations also keep me on the right track. So let's say that I have a lot of work to do, but I'm in a little bit of a funk. They remind me that I'm doing my best. I'm working hard. I'm doing enough. I'm a boss ass bitch and I'm going to succeed. 
It gives me a boost and reminds me why I'm doing everything that I am. They encourage me to keep going. I said this in my last episode, but sometimes when we're not being told how great we are or reminded of how well we're doing by someone else, we kind of forget. So saying your affirmations every day is a good way to not forget, to remind you who you are, remind you of your worth, remind you what you have to offer. You can obviously do this at any time of the day, multiple times a day, but I want to do this every morning and every night just to begin the day good and end the day good. I really do believe that how you start your day and end your day sets the vibe. If I wake up in a bad mood and I don't do anything to fix it, I'm going to continue to have a bad day. If I go to bed in a bad mood, I'm going to wake up the next morning still in a bad mood. The next one kind of goes off affirmations and talking nicely to yourself. I want to work on talking nicely about others. So no talking shit. And listen, sometimes we need to vent. Sometimes things happen and mean things slip out of our mouths. But for the next 30 days, if I say something not so nice about someone, I'm going to follow up that comment about them with two things I like about them. I'm guilty of gossiping. I'm guilty of talking shit. I'm guilty of saying things I don't mean. But whenever I do say something negative about someone else or I find myself gossiping about something that has nothing to do with me, I always feel gross about myself afterwards. I always feel guilty. I find myself looking for even more negative things in my life because when you talk badly about others, it puts you in a negative headspace. So negative things are all you could focus on. I'll be talking shit with my boyfriend. I get all riled up and all of a sudden the dishwasher is too loud. I hate that the neighbor's dog's barking. I hate our house. I hate everything and I just end up in a bad mood. Also, talking badly about others does nothing for me. Why do I care that that person did what they did? Why do I care they don't like me? Why do I care how they acted? Why do I care what they're wearing? I don't. More times than not, when people talk badly about others, it's because they're so bored in their everyday lives that they have nothing else to talk about. I don't want to be that person. So I want to train myself not to talk about others unless it's something good I have to say about them. Just like how talking shit makes me feel bad and keeps me in a low vibration, keeps me focusing on the bad parts of my day, waking up and immediately going on my phone does the same thing. So for the next 30 days, I'm going to start every morning unplugged. So no phone for at least an hour in the morning. I've talked about this so many times, but going on social media first thing in the morning puts me in such a bad mood because I'm starting my morning focusing on other people and what they're doing and I'm allowing what others are doing or at least what they're posting to dictate how I feel. I allow them to decide how my day is going to go. If I get on Instagram and I see someone posting about how they just made $100,000 in a month and I'm struggling with my finances, I'm going to fixate on that all day. I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about it. I'm just going to feel like trash all day. My day is ruined because of someone else that I don't even know. Not only that, but when I go on my phone first thing in the morning, I end up wasting my whole morning because I can't get off my phone. And I'm such a morning person. I love my morning routine. So I always feel so bad about myself when I waste those hours scrolling on my phone. I want to wake up 
and be present with my animals. I want to either have quiet time or listen to a podcast and make a coffee, maybe meditate. I want to sit down and figure out what I have to accomplish for the day. I want to get the small little chores out of the way like unloading the dishwasher, tidying up the living room, things that I don't really make time for throughout the day that I can just bang out in that hour that I don't allow myself on my phone. The rest of the day, fuck it, I can go on my phone as much as I want. But for the first hour, I just want to devote that time to me and what I need to do to make sure my day goes the way that I want it to. Next thing is very particular and based on something that I need to do. So some of you might not be able to relate to this and you can sub in whatever you need, but I want to make sure that I'm brushing my teeth and taking my makeup off every single night before bed. I am so good about brushing my teeth in the morning. It's the first thing I do every single morning. I am disgusted with myself if I don't brush my teeth the second that I get out of bed. But at night, it's a little different. It's embarrassing to admit, but I know there's someone listening to this right now that's like, yeah, same girl, me too. I like to eat snacks in bed at night in my pajamas watching my show. And once I'm in that zone, it's really hard to pull myself out of bed to wash my makeup off and brush my teeth. It feels like a chore and I don't want to do it. I'm sorry to say it. I'm sorry if I sound gross. I promise I'm not gross. I'm not saying that I don't brush my teeth every night, but there's definitely some nights that I don't. And I don't like that about myself. So I want to make sure that I get out of that habit and start a new habit of actually brushing my teeth and taking my makeup off. I'm also pretty good about taking my makeup off at night, but there's nights that I get a little drunk. There's nights that I get a little lazy and I go to bed with makeup on. And I wake up the next morning with mascara smudged all over my face, all over my pillow, and it's scary and not good for me or my skin or my boyfriend waking up right next to me. Another thing that I want to make sure I'm doing every night before bed is cleaning up. And I'm not saying deep cleaning. I'm just saying picking up around the house, making sure there's no dishes in the sink, making sure the dog's toys are off the floor. Sometimes I'll fling my socks off if I'm like sitting on the couch and I'll just like throw them and they're like scattered all over the floor. Sometimes if I'm wearing a bra, I'll do the same thing. So picking those up so they're not there the next morning when I wake up. That way, when I wake up the next morning, there's less that I have to do. And it's always good to just wake up in a clean environment. It makes me feel more productive. It makes me want to work. And I'm just less bitchy. Number eight, unlike 75 hard, I'm allowing myself to drink, but only to socialize. There's no reason that I should be getting drunk alone on a Monday night. I don't care how good a glass of wine sounds while I watch my Halloween movies. Make hot chocolate. Drink some tea. Drink the gallon of water that you have to drink for the day. Honestly, I don't drink much. Like the only time I do drink is when I am out at an event or a party, which is not very often, um, which is why it was kind of easy to not drink during 75 hard. There was some times that I was like, damn it, I would love to have a drink right about now. Like there was one day we were on a boat drinking and drinking on a boat is so fun. And I can't say that I'm on a boat often. I'm actually never on a boat. 
So the one time that I'm on a boat, you know, I would like to be able to drink, but I couldn't. And it was hard, but I didn't do it. And afterwards, I was actually really grateful that I didn't because I could carry on with my day without feeling sick or hungover. I think I went for a walk. I went, oh, I went mini golfing. It was so fun. But for the next 30 days, alcohol is prohibited unless there's a good reason for it. So if I'm out with my friends, if I'm at a party, if I'm at an event and they offer me a little drinky drink, I'm going to drink it. Next, no eating fast food or eating out during the week. Monday through Friday, we are cooking and eating at home. This is what I did during 75 Heart and I loved it. I felt so good and it made me not crave fast food anymore. Like now that I'm done with 75 Hard, I rarely think about getting fast food. I went to Taco Bell the other night with my friend after an event and normally I would order the, the entire menu, but I literally only got a cheesy gordita crunch because nothing sounded appetizing. And if you know me, you know I love Taco Bell. Like I was so excited to have it after 75 Hard and now that I can have it, I'm like, I don't necessarily want it. I feel like I trained my body to crave more whole foods and home-cooked meals. Like I just don't want greasy fast food anymore. It's not appealing to me. For the next 30 days, I really want to prioritize cooking meals and eating meals at home and just eating better. The only reason I'm not doing this every day is because socializing is really important to me and one of the ways I connect with others and I don't want to limit myself to that. I'm going to prioritize eating at home. Most of the days I will be eating at home, but if it comes up, I'm not going to restrict myself. If I'm eating healthy for most of the week, that's a win in my book. Having a healthy relationship with food is a priority of mine and this is just what works for me. So eating at home, cooking at home Monday through Friday, allowing myself to have fast food or whatever on the weekends, allowing myself to go out with friends. If it happens, it happens and it's not the end of the world. With 75 Hard, you had to read 10 pages of a self-improvement book every single day and I struggle with reading as is, so this made me dread reading even more. I just didn't enjoy it. Some days I didn't have the energy to want to read 10 pages. I had days where I was really busy and by the end of the night I was so exhausted but I still had to read those 10 pages and my eyes were practically closing as I was reading and I felt like I wasn't even getting any of the information from the book because I was just so focused on me being tired. I would have much rather been able to just read however many pages I wanted to based off my energy level. I feel like I would have been way more willing to read and I would have enjoyed my time reading much more. I will say I did like the idea of reading and finishing a book and having something like that to work on. So because of that, I am giving myself the option to either read, meditate, journal, or work on a creative project every single day. This way, it doesn't get repetitive, it doesn't get boring, and I have an option. So depending on the day, depending on how I feel, depending on my energy level, depending on how much time I have, I have a choice to do one of those things. And whichever I choose, it's still going to be helpful to me and 
it's still self-improvement. So for the creative project part of this, you could make a mood board, make a playlist, write down recipes, plan a trip, organize your closet, organize your phone, something constructive that benefits your life and makes you feel good, makes you feel productive, benefits your day, or just makes you feel happy. The last part of this challenge is movement. So with 75 hard, the rule was to work out two times a day for 45 minutes a day each. And I modified it. So I wasn't doing 45 minutes a day, but I was still working out twice a day. Even modifying it was difficult for me. And I have a very flexible schedule. I don't work a nine to five. I don't have kids. So I know that if I struggled with that, people who actually do work a nine to five, who do have children, who do have more responsibilities could be struggling just as much or if not more definitely more than I did so with this challenge I want to stick to one type of movement a day it doesn't matter how long it doesn't matter what type of workout as long as you're moving your body at least once a day if I feel up to it I'll work out twice a day but the goal is one type of workout This can be a walk, this can be yoga, this could be Pilates, dancing, swimming, hiking, running, literally anything to just move your body. The goal isn't to lose weight, it isn't to look a certain way, it's just to feel good, be more energized, sleep better, and improve our mental health. But that is everything that I'm going to be working towards with this 30-day glow up. Again, the purpose of this glow up isn't to look a certain way. It isn't to lose weight. It's literally just to create habits, improve our lives, and make us feel good. By the end of the 30-day challenge, I hope to see positive changes in my life. I hope doing these things for 30 days creates habits that stick and I come out of it liking myself and my life more. I felt so proud of myself when I completed 75 hard and I'm excited to feel that way again. I love working on projects. I mean, I'm an Aries. Come on. We know this, but I love the outcome just as much. I'm starting this challenge October 23rd. So 30 days from that is November 22nd, aka the day before Thanksgiving. And I'm someone who loves to reward myself when I complete something. So I'm going to reward myself with so much food, a good ass drink, because it's always so much fun to go out the night before a holiday. And I'm going to do a little Black Friday shopping to say good fucking job to myself. You did that. And I hope some of you decide to do the challenge with me as well. We can celebrate together. Let me know if you decide to do this with me. Follow me on TikTok and Instagram. I'll be posting everything. And if you decide to do it, you should definitely vlog it or something and just tag me in it because I definitely want to watch every single one of your videos and look at your posts because I'm just so excited about this. And I love watching challenge videos. Like I loved watching Reagan and Alyssa's 75 hard challenge videos they were so good and so motivating and part of the reason I decided to do 75 hard myself. It was honestly just my guilty pleasure to watch them. It was just so much fun. So if you do make a video or make videos doing this challenge, tag me in it so I can see it. That is everything for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I'm just so excited to start the 30-day journey. If you like today's episode, if you like Try Not To Care, if you like me, make sure to give Try Not To Care a five-star review on whichever platform you listen to it on. It really does help me out and I appreciate it so much. 
follow my socials, check out the sponsor for today's episode. And if you're listening on Spotify, let me know in the Q&A below if you're going to be doing the challenge with me. As always, thank you so much for listening, besties. I love you so much and I will talk to you next Monday. Bye, besties.